A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Mary here. Just to let you know that we are going to be talking about fertility in this episode, which might be triggering for some people. So if this isn't for you, we've got loads of other episodes of Noted and you can go ahead and listen. It's impossible not to feel the societal pressure of having kids. We're constantly reminded the clock is ticking. And while I would love children one day, I just don't feel ready right now. You know, everyone constantly says, oh God, you better hurry up and get married so you can have kids. However, there is absolutely no conversation about freezing your eggs. My father was the one that said to me, you need to think about freezing your eggs if you're not going to have kids in the next year or two. First thing I want to talk about is it is incredibly expensive. Like I am fortunate enough to be able to have insurance and be able to afford the rest of the cost. But for other women, like you don't even get a choice because of how ridiculously expensive it is. I have career goals I want to give my energy to and adventures and challenges I want to do solo and with my partner. And I want us to build a healthy, strong relationship together before growing our family. So I've decided to go on an egg freezing journey and I want to bring you along with me. So I don't have kids and I don't have any immediate plans to have any kids. And as someone who is extremely single, I actually don't think about it that much because, you know, I'm just out here. I'm doing my thing, working, seeing my mates, navigating life in my 20s. But the idea of getting pregnant, having kids one day, comes up a lot in the conversations between me and my mates. The realisation that we don't really know if we're fertile, how fertile we are, and we're thinking that the longer we leave it, we know that it's probably going to get harder. I think it's great that in my circles, we're allowed to just put ourselves first, probably more than our mums and our grandmas were allowed to. But as much as we're independent, and a lot of us know that we definitely don't want kids right this second, it's kind of that silent fear in the background. There's this research that came out this year which revealed that almost half of young people aged between 16 and 24 are worried about their future fertility. One of the ways to preserve your fertility is to freeze your eggs, meaning that you can try and have a baby later on. In 2021, over 4,000 women froze their eggs, and that is a rise of 64% from 2019. That's according to regulator the Human Fertilisation and Embryology Authority, or the HFEA. We've seen that young people are anxious about their ability to have a baby in the future. But if you go down the route of freezing your eggs, what is that actually like? And how does it feel to go through that whole experience? That's what I'm gonna find out today. I'm gonna speak to experts and to someone who's actually gone through this whole process. I'm Mary Manderfield, welcome to Noted. So egg freezing isn't normally available on the NHS unless you're having medical treatment which could affect your fertility. For example, something like treatment of cancer. So if you are thinking about doing it, 
you'll most likely need to go private. King's Fertility Clinic is in London and it offers this as a service. And Isla Reynolds is a fertility midwife there. Isla, welcome to Noted. Can we start with the obvious? What exactly is egg freezing? Okay, so egg freezing is the process of obtaining the eggs from the ovaries to be able to sort of cryopreserve them, which is the freezing that we use, um, so that they can be kept for future use. So it's a little bit more technical than just sort of taking an egg, putting it in the freezer. Um, And it does involve lots of sort of medication. So you'd have to have a few sort of pre-assessment work appointments. And then usually a couple of weeks of injections, which helps sort of stimulate the ovaries. And then we do a procedure under sedation, which involves um, using a needle through a kind of ultrasound directed probe. And we then use the needle to aspirate the fluid from the ovaries to then collect the eggs, which will then be frozen in our lab. So one of those kind of internal ultrasounds, then the needle comes and then extracts as many eggs as possible. Yeah, so we take the fluid from follicles. So essentially the injections that would be taken are taken for about two weeks. One of the hormones is a stimulating hormone. So that will stimulate the small antral follicles to grow and hopefully those follicles will contain an egg. And then we give another type of medication which helps to prevent any ovulation happening before the procedure itself. Have you seen more young women kind of having this fertility anxiety or thinking about their fertility and their future options? Have you seen that reflected in the consultation room? Yeah, I think there's definitely been a rise in social egg freezing, which is kind of the term we give when you're freezing your own eggs for your own use at some point in the future. Um, So some people will come through and they just want to have an assessment they want to have a bit more information about their fertility status at that time. So they might come and get a blood test, a scan, and just have a consultation, a chat to see, okay, how are things looking at this point in time? Do I need to take action just yet? Have I got a little bit more time to play with? And just sort of get a bit of more of an understanding about their own fertility health, essentially. And then we have some who will come through that have not met the right person yet, they're very career-focused or they're just not in exactly that time space that they're ready to create a family. And in that sense, um, yeah, it's a very good option to be able to keep your options open in the future. You've helped a lot of people with their own fertility journeys, including your cousin, India, who people may remember recognised from Love Island a couple of years ago and she's actually gone on her own journey with fertility and and freezing her eggs we're going to speak to her next in the show how does that feel I guess even kind of being able to help your cousin with something that's quite big yeah it's amazing it's it's so good to be able to do something to do anything to be able to help anyone generally but to help someone who obviously care about a lot is, is yeah it's amazing to be able to do and me and India were quite close. We lived together for a few years, um, a couple of years back. And she kind of came to me first just as like a question, just like, I've just been thinking about it. What do you think? Like, am I at that age? Like, what sort of views did I have on it, essentially? And so I suggested that she should come through for a consultation with a doctor, have the blood test, have the sort of pre-treatment investigations to see what her fertility status was like. And so I think it was once we sort of done those tests and that had come back that she was a bit like, oh, okay, no, now is a good time that I do need to be doing something about it. I haven't got 
as many years as I was thinking that I could sort of play around with it. Now is the time. I want to start a family, but not quite yet. Now is the time to be taking action on it to be able to keep those options open for the future. It is so interesting and also then opening up that conversation to hundreds of thousands of people who kind of follow what she's up to day to day. So I think even if it's something you're not considering, just bringing the words like fertility into our everyday conversations can only be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think like with social media these days as well, there's a lot of societal pressure on all sorts of different aspects of life. Career focused, family focused, it's everywhere. And I don't know if it's just because I'm in fertility, so my phone hears me talking about it all the time, but I definitely get a lot of these fertility targeted ads these days for checking your bloods at home and doing these other sort of tests. And I think there's definitely some benefit to these, but I think you do have to be very careful in the way that you might get a blood test result or get given a result, but not necessarily have the understanding around it. And I think this is also what creates a lot of anxieties is that we see the sort of headline figures of being like fertility declines after this age, but you don't have that understanding, the knowledge about even your own fertility health or any treatments that could be offered or what could be done about it. Uh, so it is a bit of like a sort of scaremongering that we might see. Isla, thank you so much for talking to us. We're going to hear from India after this. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So we know the basics of egg freezing, but what's it actually like to be the person going through that whole process? I know from watching a lot of videos and hearing other people's stories that it's not as simple as it sounds. And undoubtedly, it takes this huge kind of physical and mental toll if you're going through with it. We're going to hear a little bit about that. India, we are keeping it in the family today. We just spoke to your cousin, Isla, who's a fertility midwife. And now we're coming to you because you went through this whole process. So tell me, what made you want to freeze your eggs in the first place? So I'm 30, was that it? Yeah, I'm 32 and I came out of like a medium length relationship and I was thinking, oh my God, like what am I going to do now? I kind of thought that's who I would have children with, like I turned 30 and that was like next on the plan. So when that ended, I just felt a little bit like panicky and I was like I don't want to rush into anything else I want to kind of like hopefully kind of choose someone that we've been together for a while and like definitely sure on the person I mean I know not everyone can always do that but in an ideal world so I thought I don't want to rush into anything but in a way I kind of need a little bit more time now so this was kind of a way of like having a little bit of an insurance policy and like a backup plan um, to hopefully mean that I can have children in the future. And it just takes the pressure off a little bit. And that means that if and when you get into another relationship, you're not kind of looking at your watch and thinking, well, yeah, exactly. I can. Yeah, it's, it's a pressure, isn't it? It's so unfair, I think, as well women have it much more difficult than men because they can have kids at a much later age 
Whereas for women, it's like, okay, you do have a bit of a biological clock going on. So especially now when we're more expected to, you know, have careers and we want to have careers and we want to live our lives and travel and do all of those things, our biological clocks haven't quite caught up with the way society's changed in that sense. So we're still kind of like on the back foot a little bit in comparison to men on that one. Yeah, I completely feel you. Like the pressure's there. And maybe from outside sources as well, like you do reach a certain age and people are thinking, when's it going to happen? And yeah, you don't want that like hanging over your head. So you decided to go ahead with it. What was the kind of first step of the process? So the first thing you have to do, you go to the hospital, you have an appointment, you have a scan, just to kind of see like what's going on, if there's anything obvious that they can see that might be wrong with your I guess your womb and your ovaries they check for all of that and they also do blood tests and check your AMH levels which is a hormone and it kind of determines it's not like the be all and end all but it gives them some kind of idea about how many um, eggs you have left like your ovarian reserve Um, so yeah it's just checking like where you are with that and if this would be a good option for you and you were quite public I guess with the whole process of then having to inject yourself and yeah. even the precautions like you're not allowed to drink whilst you're going through that whole stage before they I know that was the hardest part <laughs> I love that you were like this is confirmed for me like I'm not a sober girly like I like my wine I know I know I wish I'd like the first time we did it I did three months no drinking and I, there were parts of it that I really liked and I really want to embrace that and be with those people that's like, no, but do you know what? I like wine. <laughs> You've got to know yourself, but it looked like quite an intensive like process. So whilst you're still kind of socialising and going to work, you're having to inject your stomach, inject your inside of your thighs, you were bloating a lot. What was that like? So I think my time of day to inject was like 9pm. So like I was going out for dinners with friends. Like one evening I was literally in sexy fish in the toilets, like trying to like make all these injections. And I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? But it's like, you don't want to like totally put your life on hold and just say, I mean, I'm sure some people do. It's probably more sensible to stay in the house for that time. But I'm like, I didn't want to cancel on friends or like, not having you can't fully plan it because it's based around your cycle so you don't know exactly when it's going to be anyway um so I kind of just got on with things and then would find myself yeah in weird places and I still do some um underwear modeling so I was like on shoots and my the bottom of my stomach was just like completely bruised where you've just I mean I think it was like three a day so completely bruised and you're having to constantly think about taking them out the house with you like it must be like having a baby when you need like the milk the nappies whatever I'm like okay I need all my different injections for the day but once you've done the first one and some people might disagree I think it's the least bad thing that kind of goes on because it's like it's just one second and it's over and done with it stings a bit but it's more the hormones that I found more tricky to navigate it's afterwards when you kind of come off the injections then you can feel like really quite low and when you have your first period it's awful like because it's you've built up your womb lining as well as your ovaries so that's really painful and you just feel like grim to be honest I know sometimes it's kind of painted as this like amazing solution of just like, oh, ladies, just freeze your eggs as if it's that simple. Yeah, off you go. I was talking to someone. She was like, I literally thought you just went to the hospital one day and they took some and that was it. And I was like, 
it's not quite as easy as that. <laughs> it's a whole process. So that's one side of it, but also the money as well. I'm sure lots of your followers have been asking this. Yeah. How much does something like this cost? So it's around, and it depends on your situation, around, I would say, 4000 per cycle. And then you have to pay to kind of keep them in storage because you're basically paying rent for a freezer. Yeah, you're literally paying rent for your eggs in the freezer. So it's like, <laughs> I think it's £300 a year for your freezer rent. And I'm assuming that's all together. And it's not like the next time you do it, the more eggs you have, the more expensive. I think They're only small. I'd be like, put them all together. <laughs> They're only tiny. I know you can't even see them. Like yeah. push them up. Um, so yeah, £300 a year for that. Which when you think about it, I'm like, okay, it's like 30 quid a month, roughly. Like you would spend that on other things. It's not that bad. But I think the 4,000, it's a lot of money. But the way I looked at it, I was like, okay, so in 10 years, if I went to have a baby and I wasn't able to, would I wish that I had spent that 10,000 pounds then on the various rounds? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to have wanted to. Has this made you think more about like having children in the future? Does it make you feel quite, I guess, like you are looking ahead for what, when and what you will use these eggs for? Part of it's made me like more nervous because I know we talk about fertility treatment, like really, I think sometimes can be a little bit blase, like, oh yeah, they're having IVF or, oh yeah, they're doing this or, oh, you can use the donor egg now, which is all very well to talk about. But the reality of it and actually going through it all is really emotional. It does take its toll on you. So like, it's not that simple. So it's kind of made me realise that you do have to really think about it and plan it and be prepared for everything that comes with it rather than it's not just like click your fingers and it's done. Like there are options, but it's not straightforward. Hopefully I'll be able to use them. But I guess it's also made me nervous that like there still is no like 100% guarantee. Hearing about India's kind of thought process and motivation to do this completely makes sense and I feel like she's relieved some pressure for herself but if you haven't gone through with it or you're just thinking about your fertility in general then there is pressure there but look this isn't the case for everyone I was actually talking to my colleague and my friend Kiki the other day she's a colleague she's also a journalist at the news movement um, but she's based in the US she sent me a voice note on this I have spoken with my friends about fertility anxiety here in New York, and I've also spoken to some people who have donated their eggs here. So people here sell their eggs for two main reasons. One of them is to help a family, and the other one is to make money. I was watching the news one day and I saw this woman who told her experience about donating eggs to help pay for law school. So I was like, light bulb. I recently applied to become an egg donor because as a woman, your genetic material is worth a lot of money. You can get like $20,000 from selling your eggs. It is interesting thinking that there are little me's running around somewhere. You're allowed to sell or donate your eggs between the ages of 21 and 35. Most people my age make jokes about donating their eggs when they're just done with work. They're like, I could just donate all my eggs and make however much money. <laughs> and they have a point because 
you can make around six to $10,000 for one retrieval session, depending on where you are. There was a huge spike in egg donations for IVF from 2000 to 2010. It went from something like 10,000 donations to 18,000 donations per year within that time frame. That's a huge increase. It's about 70%. So that number increased while fertility treatments advanced. Also around that time, life becomes more and more expensive. So more young people decided to sell their eggs. There are risks with this, and a lot of the risks aren't known yet, and a lot of studies cite that. I think it would be hard to say that there's a rise in people donating their eggs because a lot of these fertility centers have kind of crazy requirements for egg donors. So while there might be more women wanting to do this, and a lot of women have spoken about it and have showed interest in it on platforms like TikTok, it's not really open to everybody. But I do think that a lot of women continue to joke like, well, if this doesn't work out for me, I'm just going to go donate my eggs. And I totally feel that <laughs> as someone who's joked about it before. Okay, so this bit is way newer to me because the idea of selling your eggs isn't really something I guess me and my friends are talking about. If we're going to freeze our eggs, I think we just want to keep them and use them. But everyone has different reasons for doing different things. Now, of course, this won't be the case for everyone. I'm sure there will also be a lot of people feeling anxious about having kids. But hearing Kiki's perspective and what she's been seeing in the States is definitely an eye-opener. But right now, it is time to head back to the UK. So we've heard what the process of freezing your eggs is actually like and how that works. But I want to understand why younger people are feeling fertility anxiety. And I still have a lot of questions as to how effective freezing your eggs actually is. Dr. Catherine Hill is from the charity Fertility Network UK. Now, were you surprised to find out that younger people are feeling fertility anxiety? Is this something that you've seen yourself? Yes, young people today seem to have an increased awareness about fertility and about the problems that there can be with fertility. And, and I think there are a few reasons for why this is. It is particular to Gen Z and, and it's because these three things have come together, I think. And one is that we all use social media. There's been a breaking of some of the taboos around fertility with the use of social media. I mean, some people still do really struggle in silence, but there are far more people who are happy to talk about the fertility problems they've encountered, whether those are celebrities or, or whether, you know, just people posting about their experiences. So I think there has been this heightened awareness in general about the problems that you can get with fertility. I think this then goes hand in hand with the fact that not just Gen Z, but most of us, myself included, we didn't get a good sex education at high school. It's, it's only in the last couple of years that fertility has been included as part of the curriculum. So I think that's another part of the problem. We weren't taught about these things and we should have been. And then I think the final thing that's come in to create this anxiety is the rise in egg freezing. It's a very recent thing. It's the last decade. And that's because of technology increases. 
But with the number of women choosing to freeze their eggs, companies have started to push out adverts targeting Gen Z. Yeah, I've seen clinics advertising to younger audiences and describing it almost as an insurance policy for your fertility. So even if you don't want to have children now, you can go through with the service and it almost like puts a pause to that fertility process and you can come back to it later. Is it something that you've seen as well? And what are your thoughts on more advertising to young people for these kind of solutions like egg freezing? Well, first of all, I would say that to be really clear, egg freezing is not a fertility insurance policy and it should never be seen as such and it certainly should never be sold as such. It is a remarkable technology. We could freeze eggs in the past, but it's really difficult to freeze eggs because they are the biggest cell in the human body, 80,000 times bigger than a sperm, but because it's so big, got a lot of water in it. So the other techniques in the past, eggs didn't survive the freezing process, but with this new technology, fast freezing, you can do this. So most eggs will survive that that defrosting process, probably around 90% of eggs. But that doesn't mean to say that that's going to guarantee future success. I know it can be quite an expensive treatment and service. How accessible do you think egg freezing is? It isn't particularly accessible because of the cost. We're talking thousands of pounds. It's probably for the whole process... It's between five and eight thousand pounds in total. There are egg storage costs associated with it, which are hundreds of pounds, which you know you can pay for years and years. So the finance puts it out of the reach of many people. Um, in terms of uh, clinics, most fertility clinics are located in London, but there, there are obviously others across the country. So there are places that if you have the money, you can have this done. The research today shows that most people do not go back, most women don't go back and use those eggs. They actually are successful naturally. If you had any advice for someone like me, me and my mates, seeing all these talks of fertility anxiety and talking about egg freezing online and thinking about going through with this process of egg freezing, what advice or what wise words would you give to us? Well, first of all, I'd say it's okay to be anxious because when there's something in your life you can't control, it's really okay to be anxious about that. In fact, it's the first step to wisdom because you're thinking about it. I'd I'd say um, explore whether egg freezing could be an option for you in terms of cost, but also in terms of your individual health background. That's really important to look at. And talk to people around you about what their views are. For some people, it could make the difference between being able to be a mother at some point in the future, but it isn't for everyone. So if you do have any concerns or any questions, you can head to our website, um, fertilitynetworkuk.org, where there's lots of free and impartial information and advice. Or if you have any particular concerns about your own fertility or reproductive health, do go and see your GP. Between Dr. Catherine Hill and India and Isla, I've definitely got a bigger picture of why some people are going down this route. It is pricey. It seems quite traumatic at times, quite difficult. But there are definitely reasons there of why it might be the right option. 
In the same way, I can see why it isn't the right option for everyone. I think it's important to just check in with yourself. It's not guaranteed that freezing your eggs will work and lead to you being able to have a baby later on down the line, despite what some clinics might say. There might also be health risks attached to it as well. So make sure you're getting your advice from a reputable source and keep doing your research as well. I do know that if you plan to have kids at some point, this can be quite a big thing. So I've left some resources in the show notes if you need them. As always, it's great to hear your thoughts on what we've talked about. So you can drop us a WhatsApp message. I've left the number in the show notes. And do not forget to follow. We'll let you know when the next episode is out. P.S. It will be next Wednesday. This is a podcast by The News Movement, produced by Persephonica.